It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. This is episode 12, and we are on to week 10 in the NFL. The season is flying by pretty quick, um, but we are here for week 10 you know, week ten action with our recap of week 9 and our picks. Um, we are presented by The Link. Make sure to check out their website, lynqsports.com. Everything's free. All opinion pieces and betting analysis. Take a look. It's all good stuff. And uh, my name is Max. I'm joined here by my co-host, Austin Weinrich. How are you doing tonight, Austin? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Max? I'm doing all right. It was a uh, it was kind of a weird week. Interesting uh, week. Uh, home yeah. teams were 11 and one. Outside of London, yep, not including the London game. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was just you know as we were go- talking about it last week, it was kind of tough to get a feel for for what we were looking at. This was the first week in a while where all the spreads were kind of close together. So naturally it was a little bit a little bit tougher, but do um, you want to run through our, our records from last week and then we'll jump into uh, our recap? Yeah, Max, you won the week on 7-6, and 1-2 and two on your locks, and I had a miserable week going 3-10 and 10 and 0-3 on my locks. Well, this was, I mean... You had been doing pretty well up until this point, so it was only... Uh, yeah, it was my worst week of the year of a, so far. Yeah, it all comes back to uh, to balance at some point. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was actually surprised. I I, I don't rem- I didn't remember my picks. Uh, you know, you, you write it. You, we have, you know, for, for those of you who, who listen, we have Austin writes everything down going in. I, I don't write anything down. <laughs> so as the games are being played, I don't really know who I don't know if I won or lost until we record and uh, I never know how I do I, I never have a good feel for it so I always ask him when he shows up and uh, seven and six this week so back-to-back weeks of uh, over 500 for me which Is has, good. has yeah. not happened all year <laughs> so but I'm still going one and two in the locks I, I'm having trouble with the locks still but um, yeah, just a, a weird week in general, but uh, we're on to week ten, so we'll try to try to do a little bit better for you and, and square up the sharp and, and get back to our winning ways here. But uh, yeah, I mean, like we said, um, you know, I think you've mentioned it a few times uh, as we look back at week nine. Teams are not getting up for games. No, you can tell that if a team is playing a bad team, they're going to play down to that team's level. Yeah, and, and you definitely see that. Uh, we looked through some of the schedules of, of some of the some of the worst teams, you know, the the Dolphins and the Bengals, and they're they're playing competitive football. But when you look at, you know, when you look at the the, the actual box score of the game, the score doesn't really show what happened during the game. You know, it's like yeah, the scores are a little bit closer than you would think. They're losing by ten. They're losing by fourteen. But the actual way that the game went, they never had a shot. You know, it was never a close game. And uh, well, I think that's pretty evident. And jumping into the Thursday night game, the 49ers versus Cardinals. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Cardinals covered on a backdoor 88-yard touchdown. Yeah, and that's that's what <laughs> frustrates you because the the 49ers. I mean, they had this was the first game where you could say they they struggled a little bit defensively. But their offense picked them up. I mean, Garoppolo throws for four touchdowns. And a um, little note here, it says that that's the most touchdowns by a 49ers quarterback in seven years <laughs> in a game. So, 
you know, that's that's pretty telling. Um, they've relied so much on the defense. The offense picked them up this game. But, yeah, stuff like that. You get an 88-yard touchdown, and that, that blows the cover for you because it was uh, – the number was, what, 10? 10 and a half. 10 and a half. So – and they well because they got the two point conversion. Yep. And that's what that's what did it for you. So um, the 49ers go to eight zero. They're the last unbeaten uh, because of the Patriots losing, and we'll get to that game later. But they're the last unbeaten team, and um, got a big game coming up this week against the Seahawks. So that'll be exciting to watch. But um, yeah, I didn't really take away too much except for I don't take away much from the Thursday night game. Yeah, it's short and, weeks. Like you said, this was kind of an overmatched game, and they they didn't really take it seriously on the road. So they were looking ahead to the Seahawks game. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I definitely agree. Um, now we get to the Sunday games here. They had a 9:30 London game. Um, Texans at the Jaguars. Technically, the Jaguars were the home team, and uh, I think we were split on this game. Um, you you were big on the Jaguars. Which I don't blame you for, because when you look at what they've done the last few times they've played in London, they've put up some points. London's their second home. Yeah. The owner has big ties to London. They play there every year. So I was, I was going on the basis of they're there. They understand the scheduling, and they can stay in their routine because those players go there every year. Yeah. Yeah, and I and. It makes a lot of sense. And then when we looked up, you know, we were talking about it Sunday um, before the game started. When you look at their history there, they've played well. And outside of the year they went to the AFC Championship game where they didn't have very good teams, they were still going over there and playing well. You could tell that they had they kind of gotten comfortable, which, which is kind of – it sounds like that's what you're talking about. Um but they just had nothing in this game. And I was surprised. J.J. Watt's out for the year. So, so he didn't play. Texans and, have one of the worst secondary combinations in the NFL. Yeah. I think they're ranked like 27th overall. And it wasn't just the... It, it wasn't just, well, they have a mm-hmm. bad defense. They've been getting progressively worse as the weeks have gone on. And for a team like the Jaguars that just can run the football... They weren't able to do much at all. And, um, you know, giving up three points, you don't have to do much offensively. Carlos Hyde had a huge game. Yeah, I was surprised about that one. 19 carries, 160 yards for him. And uh, just a well-balanced attack. Texans take care of business, and they have a pretty strong hold on the, uh, the AFC South right now. Well, they're half game up on the Colts, but... We'll, we'll get to the Colts in a little bit. They didn't look too good this week. Um, next game here, I don't think... We, I think we were both on the Bills in this one. Yeah. Um, Bills were at home this week against the Redskins, and they win 24-9. to Redskins, Haskins started. They couldn't do anything on offense. Um, what was the spread in this one? The, nine and a half. Nine and a half. So, um, yeah, in, in my mind, you couldn't pick against the Bills here. No, nah, you had to go Bills. Especially at home, uh, coming off a beatdown by the Eagles, you got to think that the Bills are going to come to play in this one. And um, Yeah, I mean, the Redskins are just awful. They're a bad team. <laughs> and the way that Haskins is looking, you don't want to pass judgment too quickly, but 
he has not looked good at all. No, I would. Uh, he's got that long delivery that they always talked about. That's going to hinder him, and it's scary. Yeah, and uh, there's not, there's not. Uh, if you're a Redskins fan, there's not really too much to be excited about, you know, because Adrian Peterson is a million years old. Darius Geis, who was supposed to be tears his other ACL. Or something. Yeah, so so is he ever going to be a guy that you can trust? Probably not. Um, you know, Trent Williams is, is yeah. What's up with failing that? Failing his I mean, physical because he can't put his helmet on. You talk about the Jets' problems with their left tackle. I mean, this is um, this is worse. Um, well, I mean, the guy, you know, yes, he, he was diagnosed with cancer, and the team was trying to kind of shove it under the rug. <laughs> the team missed it somehow. Yeah. So uh, you know, they're just a mess. And uh, I guess the the one positive is McLaurin the wide receiver he looks legit he's definitely a great third round pick yeah so he'll be exciting to watch but if he's got nobody to throw him the ball it doesn't matter um but yeah the Redskins are just tough to watch um the Panthers get a big win here against the Titans at home 30 to 20 um McCaffrey just doing his thing again it's just every McCaffrey, week yeah <laughs> every week we're saying it he's just this guy's unbelievable, and uh, I mean, we'll take a look at the look at his stats here. Um, you know, twenty-four for one forty-six, two touchdowns, three catches, twenty yards, a touchdown. So three total touchdowns, over one hundred and fifty total yards. Um, this guy just gets it done. And Kyle Allen did enough. He didn't play great, but he did enough to uh, to get them the victory. And it looks like the rest of the way it's going to be Kyle Allen's show. Yeah, what you mentioned. Um, Carolina yeah. just announced that they've placed Cam Newton on the IR for the ending his season. Which, I mean, you kind of saw coming, right? I mean, if you're Cam Newton, it, to be honest, it might be the best thing. Because if you come back and you fail, which if even if he came back, uh, could you make the change? I don't know. That's what it is. The way that they're playing with Kyle Allen, I mean, he's he's what six and one now, or or yeah, he only has one loss. Yeah, he's either five or five and one or six and one, and uh, I mean, if he if Cam Newton comes back, you don't even know if you make that change, and this might have been the best thing for him because if he came back and he wasn't successful, he'd be done, you know. So, you know, maybe taking the rest of the season off, reevaluating as you go forward, you know, and I, I don't I don't think that anybody would be rooting against your team, but I'm sure he's not thrilled that <laughs> Kyle Allen is winning all these games while he's sitting on the sidelines. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Panthers go to five and three and with the way the Saints are playing, they're probably looking at that wild card spot. But, uh, but they got to get there. They're going to have a, a, you know. The NFC is tough yeah. to make the playoffs. Yeah, just looking at some of these records. I know we were talking about it last night when they we were watching the game and they show the, the uh, you know, the playoff <laughs> standings as, as they sit right now. And everybody in the NFC that was listed, I think it was 10 teams, they were all over 500. And then you look at the AFC and – Everybody in the hunt is 500 or worse. So yeah, a lot of four and five teams are in the hunts in the, the AFC. A, yeah, the AFC is very top-heavy. The NFC is more uh, balanced across the board. 
Um, so they're going to, you know, they're going to have to work to get it. It's not going to be handed to them. Um, next game here, kind of a surprise. Uh, the Chiefs end up getting the win at home against the Vikings, 26-23. Uh, game-winning field goal by Harrison Butker uh, as the clock hit zero. So big win for the Chiefs. Yeah. Go to 6-3. and three. Just staying afloat. Yeah. Um, Mahomes should be back, I think. I think he'll be coming back. I don't know if it's this week or they're going to wait till after the bye. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, this was just a weird game. I mean, Matt Moore played well. Vikings defense couldn't couldn't really stop anybody. They gave up, like, uh, two big plays, one to Tyreek Hill and one to Damian Williams, and they both went for touchdowns. Yeah, so I guess that's, that's not really the right way to put it because they did – they did do a pretty good job outside of a couple plays, but yeah, Williams' touchdown was what like a ninety. Yeah, it was nine. It was I think it was ninety yards, uh, ninety yard touchdown run. So yeah, I mean outside of that, I guess you could say that they the defense played well, but uh, I was surprised they didn't give Dalvin Cook the ball more. He only went. Yeah, he had twenty five touches. Um, he had over a hundred total yards, but I mean he only had seventy one yards rushing against the defense that. Was the thirty first ranked yeah, defense? Just not not good at all. So um, that's kind of surprising. Um, but the Vikings got lucky because the Packers lost as well. So they don't gain any ground. They don't lose any ground. And uh, um, so both teams go to six and three. Big win for the Chiefs, though. Big win for the Chiefs. Uh, let's get to this game here. <laughs> um, this game was talked about a lot. Uh, Dolphins beat the Jets 26-18 to get their first win. I mean, watching this game, I just thought, you know, and, and this is something that we talked about before we started. We wanted to hit on a couple coaches that need to be shown the door. Yeah, they need to be kicked right right in the ass and, and shoved out the door. Um, I think Gase is one of those guys. <laughs> and... Being here in New York, listening to sports radio over the past couple of days, it's it's almost like must listen. <laughs> you know, you got to tune in and listen to this. Yeah, grown men crying basically on the telephone. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, and uh, you know they got to got to get rid of Gase, got to get rid of Darnold, got to get rid of Joe Doug. You got to just get rid of everybody, and uh, it's full it's full meltdown mode <laughs> right now. Even even our friends who are Jets fans that are that are optimistic, they're they they want everybody <laughs> gone. You know, um, I don't. It was just a couple of years ago that we were referring to the Jets as like a, a clown, you know, <laughs> basically a clown show. And that was this supposed was the to change. This yeah. was the target year. Yeah, everyone had this year circled, saying we got all the money in the world to spend. Got the quarterback. Got the the big time running back. We got the the defense set up. All this, and then they come out, and it's embarrassing. Not only is it embarrassing, but you have a quarterback in his second year that has gotten worse since the end of last year with this new coach. So now you're looking at what three coaches in three years? Three coaches in three years. Three coaches, yeah, for for Darnold, 
each year in the league you're gonna have a new <laughs> new coach because there's no way that I don't see any way that Gase keeps keeps his job. I don't think he can. Just this, just some of the stuff <laughs> he says to the media. I mean, there was a picture going around Twitter where Gase is on the sidelines reviewing the play, and there's no one within. 10 feet of him on either side. Yeah. Just, he seems like he's alienating everybody. And a couple weeks ago, he said, yeah, it's my fault. I have to give Bell the ball more. Okay? That was, like, obvious. Uh, and then, you know, every week it's something else. He says something else that's just like, all right, why are you even saying... You know, like, he has no... It seems, just seems like he has no grasp on on what needs to be done and he was brought here to be this big offensive guy and the offense has looked just dreadful outside of the Cowboys game where Darnold looked like Darnold of last year I think it's that Peyton Manning shines finally worn off where he gets all this credit for developing Peyton Manning yeah it's who, who outside of that <laughs> who they haven't been they were never great in Miami no Tannehill was average. Average. So what? So what do you mean? He's a he's a quarterback whisperer. Does it? I, I don't know. Uh, the Jets are just a mess, and uh, I don't see how this guy sticks around with how things have gone this year. The locker room's gone. Jamal Adams doesn't trust anybody. The media's turned on him. The left tackle situation. The Le'Veon Bell situation. It, it's just all bizarre. That's the only way to describe it. It's just bizarre. And like you said, this was supposed to be the year. This was the year with all the money and all the and Darnold in his second year. Spent spent some money on the defense. You know, and we should have known it was coming. What happened in the offseason? They have a deal done with the uh, linebacker from Minnesota. And then he said he realizes, Oh wait, I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> So from that point, we should have said, oh, it's going to be one of those years, you know? But just a terrible, terrible loss. And uh, if he if he has a job with the Jets next year, I would be very surprised. If he's a job at all next year, I'd be very surprised because he has been a very underwhelming coach um, so far. Uh, next game here, Eagles beat the Bears in Philadelphia 22-14. to uh, I feel like this game... The Eagles kind of kind of let them back into it a little bit. The Eagles were dominating. The Bears couldn't do anything offensively, and I, I'm. Oh, I think Trubisky had what like 12 yards going into halftime or something. He ended up with 125, <laughs> and they only ran for 62. So they they didn't even break 200 yards. They had 164 yard total yards of offense. It's pretty impressive. That's, uh, in this day and age, I mean, with the coach, you know, he's supposed to be a big offensive guy too, be creative and do all this stuff. Um, you know, I, I don't... You're going up against another bad secondary and you can't, no one takes advantage of it. Yeah. Ronald Darby's a joke of a cornerback. Yeah, it's just, it's very tough to watch. And, the, you know, the, the crazy thing is, is that they actually had a chance to win. Uh, you know, they they were down 19 nothing. They scored two touchdowns after, uh, they took or two touchdowns in the third quarter to, to bring it within five. They have a chance to win. Can't put a drive together, end up losing 
uh, 22 to 14. So uh, I'm I'm just surprised at how this season has gone because the Bears have a lot of the same players they had last year. They have Trubisky, they have Taylor Gabriel, they have Allen Robinson, they have you know they have these guys that they had last year. And the offense has regressed in it's the second. It's been awful. <laughs> Tariq Cohen, awful. Just I mean. I, I don't really know what else you can say about it. Trubisky has just been, like, I don't even, like, disgusting I, is the I word. I don't know how you start him next week. Uh, I don't, I, what are they going <laughs> to start Chase Daniel? I, I, I'd rather take a shot with Chase than. Yeah, I mean, what is this, Trubisky's third year? Is it his third year? Or is it his fourth year? I think it's his third year. Third year? I think it's his third year. Um... But yeah, I mean, you can't you can't win games this way. You can't have just uh, uh, an inept offense and expect your defense to win. That was the thing last year. Is the defense played like at a historic level? You know, they had how many how many how games did Cleo Mack win by himself? How many? <laughs> yeah, how many defensive touchdowns did they have? Um, they had they honestly they probably have more they had more defensive touchdowns last year than they have touchdowns this year. I'd, I'd be interested to see if that's actually the case because they they can't score points and it's it's very surprising but uh yeah the bears might have to shut it down soon three and five you have the vikings and the packers ahead of them with the nfc the way it is unless they win out they're not making the playoffs in my opinion it looks like you're gonna need 10 wins to make the wild yeah start. you're gonna need 10 wins yeah I, i'd agree um but the eagles get to five and four keep pace with the Cowboys, so it's going to be a two-horse race there. Uh, next game here, I was surprised by this. 26-24, the Steelers beat the Colts in uh, in Pittsburgh. Well, the, the big midweek injury was T.Y. Hilton. That really hurt the Colts. And then... The in-game injury. Yeah, the in-game injury to goddamn Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. And uh, Hoyer came in and didn't play bad. No, he didn't. He set them up they had a, they had a, they had a chance to win to it. Win and Vinatieri missed it, right? Um, he shanked it. Yeah, and he has not. Uh, just his his kind of lost mm-hmm. season continues here. This um, is. I would assume this will be his last season. Yeah, I mean, he was thinking about retiring a few weeks ago, <laughs> and I think he's realized that maybe he should have. He should have. <laughs> I don't know, but. Um, yeah, this was a tough loss for the Colts because this was a very winnable game. And the Steelers are somehow finding themselves, you know, in the mix in the AFC at 4-4 four and four now without Big Ben. So I don't know if they'll be able to sustain this, but at least they're making it interesting. Well, they get another Keeping shot it. at the Bengals, so. Yeah, they play the Bengals, they play the Browns again, and, and they obviously play the Ravens again. So uh, it'll be interesting to, to see how they finish up. I think, you know, a lot of people give Mike Tomlin some flack, but... He's done a pretty good job keeping his team playing. I mean, to be honest, I mean, we made fun of that trade for Mika Fitzpatrick giving up your first, but at 4-4, four and four, your first-round pick might be in the yeah. 19s, 18s. Yeah, if they if they keep this up, then yeah, it's going to be a mid... The way. It's going to be a mid, middle to, to later round pick, and Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. has played well. Yes, he has. He Turn that like, defense around. Yeah, and that that's the big thing is that... The defense has been playing much better, um, especially with the pass rush. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. I think when I did their preview earlier in the season, uh, I think I had them at 7-9. and nine. So I, I still think that they'll finish around there, but um, 
you know, we'll see if they can make it interesting. Uh, we get into the 4 o'clock games here. Raiders beat the Lions 31-24 in... Where where are they? Oakland. Yeah, still still in Oakland. Yeah, okay. One more year. Um, So the Raiders go to four and four, and if you told me the Raiders were going to be four and four, (laughs) I'd be I'd I'd give you pretty good odds on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I I wouldn't bet on that. Um, But this was a shootout game, just up and down the field. Um, Yeah, Lions have a chance to go down a tie and. On a fourth and goal, they take out oh, the yeah. two best receivers. Yeah, what they run? They ran like a... Kenny Galladay and uh, Marvin Jones. And they ran a play-action yeah, pass to the third-string tight end. <laughs> Some of the stuff that you can't you can't make it up. You have a wide receiver who's 6'4", <laughs> like 230. And, and they've been dominating the Raiders all yeah, game. Both it, went over 100 yards yeah. receiving. Uh, it's it's amazing. Just and you take them off the field. I don't understand what these coaches think. I I, I don't know, but I, we were watching it and we're looking like, what? Wait, they have three tight end. They're running a, a three tight end set here, and then they do a, a kind of like a, a naked roll, a naked boot, and uh, it's like the play never had a chance. You know, at least give yourself a chance. I would I would take my chances putting, you know, Galladay on the far side of the field and throwing a, a fade to the corner of the end zone and just saying, go up and get it. Or run a little two-man action on the outside where you run that. Route. Yeah. Just pick, pick play. Anything would have been, <laughs> pretty much what we're trying to get at is anything would have been better than what they did. And you're throwing to a third-string tight end saying, hey, we need this <laughs> score to win the game, and that's what you're going to do? That's it's our like, go-to play in our playbook. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between creative and stupid, and that was just stupid. And wasted a good performance. Stafford goes for over 400 yards. The Lions are back to their old <laughs> the old Lions. Like, we're looking at the box score here. They didn't run the ball. Stafford just throwing it a million times. Um, you know, look at Galladay, four catches, 132 yards. Marvin Jones, eight catches, 126 yards. Uh, I mean... Logan Thomas, the guy he threw to, one catch, 13 yards. Um, but that was – Hawkinson went out. Yeah, the he injury, got He got crushed. And uh, – But even still, I wouldn't want that no, ball uh, thrown to him. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't want that either. Josh um, Jacobs just continues to dominate. Yeah. He's, he's got a real shot at offensive rookie of the year. I can't think of anybody who's better than him. I know, but you always got to worry about quarterbacks that – yeah, but I mean, even I mean, who are you Murray talking about? Murray would for, probably be. You think so? His closest competition right now. Do they now. do it for the entire NFL, or do they do it by by conference? They do an AFC offensive rookie and, and an NFC. No, I think, I think they it's do just, just one. Right? Yeah, it's just one. Um. So yeah, I mean, I would I would take Jacobs over uh, Kyler Murray. In in my opinion, I think that you know the Raiders have had the better year so far, and it's because of him. He just continues to churn out the yards. Um, but this was a this was a big win for the Raiders because, you know, the AFC is not like the NFC. The AFC is kind of up for grabs right now, and you know, eight nine wins might get you a wild card spot. So big win for the Raiders. Uh, another game that had a lot of points. The Seahawks uh, beat the Buccaneers forty to thirty four. Um, this game went to overtime, and Russell Wilson just. 
dominated the yeah. whole game. I mean, he's got to be the MVP. You know, it's to, for in my opinion, it's him and McCaffrey going at it right now for MVP. Yeah, but you'd probably lean quarterback just for yeah, just the the impact say. they have on the game. But uh, yeah, Russell Wilson five touchdowns. Uh, no picks. I think he's got 22 touchdowns and one interception on the year so far. And um, that's about halfway through. Chris Carson had over 100 yards. Lockett, Tyler Lockett just went off. <laughs> um, you know, Metcalf had a big game, too. Yeah, Metcalf. This guy, this guy named Jacob Hollister. He was on the uh, Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Tight end for the Patriots. Now he's on the Seahawks. He caught two touchdowns. Um I mean, Russell Wilson obviously loves his tight ends. Yeah. Because he takes guys that, <laughs> that, you, that you've never even heard of before. Will Disley. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, Buccane- the Buccaneers held tough. It Mike was, Evans just freaking... He know, was the number one guy this week. Yeah. It usually rotates between him and Gowan. They- it's been Mike Evans the last couple weeks here. Winston's just been just feeding him the ball. And, uh, you know, Winston actually played okay. Yeah, except the one big turnover where he just loses the ball going backwards to yeah. throw a pass. Yeah, I mean... He's good I, for one of those. At first, I was like, <laughs> wait. Uh, I was like, wait, his arm was coming <laughs> forward. You know, was he hit? And wait, maybe it wasn't a fumble. And then you watch it, and he wasn't even touched. It just pops out the back. And, um, you know, the Buccaneers go to 2-6, and six, so they're done. Um, Seahawks are 7-2. and two. I mean... That AF, that NFC West is like it's insane. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. We got a big game with the Seahawks and 49ers coming up this week. Um, you know, even if the 49ers lose, they're still in first place. But that's uh, gonna I, to me that's gonna be one of the better games to watch this week um, coming up. Uh, let's talk about another another coach that needs to go. Um, after a loss here. The Broncos beat the Browns 24-19. Freddie Kitchens just... He's killed this team. <laughs> it's, it's been... Uh, I don't know I don't know if, if he's been worse or, or Adam Gase. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> but they've both been awful. And, again, just a guy who just doesn't seem to have a clue about... Time management. Time, yeah, all, all t- the little things. This is another... I think it was third down, they're driving. They take Chubb out and put in Hilliard. Oh, yeah. And they get stopped. It was like a third and one, they get stopped on that. It was the last drive. Yeah. They were going to win the game, and Chubb isn't even on the field. It's like, why why are these coaches continuously taking their best players off the field in the moments where it matters most? Are you trying to get – are you trying to be cute? Or like, just uh, as, as a defense, I say, oh – Chubb's out of the game. This guy, this guy's not going to beat us. Some guy at, least, is, at least use him as a decoy. Yeah, I, <laughs> if you're not going to give him the ball, just keep him on the field so that you have to account for him. Nobody's accounting for somebody uh, that Dontrell Hilliard. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, oh, I'm worried about him. yeah, Dontrell Hilliard. I mean, uh, I, I I'm at a loss for words watching a lot of these games because. I just don't understand what they're trying to do. What are you trying to accomplish? Um, but he, in my opinion, he's he's one and done. Uh, they're gonna have to bring in a guy that can get control of that locker room. Yeah, this I don't know why they thought that having a first year coach 
for this team would be good. You have a second-year quarterback with an attitude problem. You have Od- Odell Beckham with an attitude problem. Who's actually been quiet this year and been, been pretty quiet. good. <laughs> I mean, watching the games, you could tell. Yeah. I feel, you feel like he's going to go off at any moment. Because he's, he's running wide-open routes, and Baker Mayfield isn't even looking at him. Yeah, and uh, now he, you know, he's with his buddy Jarvis Landry, and... Uh, you just uh, you just feel it like oh, it's boiling right now, and we're at a simmer. Yeah, and something's gonna happen soon where it's just gonna it's gonna blow the top off, and it's unfortunate because this is a team with a lot of talent. Defensively, you know they've had their issues, but Miles Garrett is he I think he might be on pace to break the the sack record it's for the single close. season. I think he did he have a sack in this one. Um, no, it doesn't look like. Uh, no, he no, he did not have a sack. But I think he's at ten and a half through eight games. So he's on pace for twenty one, which puts you close. I think the record's what twenty two and a half. Twenty two and a half. So um, I'd have to double check that. But I mean, losing to Brandon Allen, who's a rookie quarterback, six round pick. <laughs> you know, two touchdowns. They can't. I, <laughs> oh my god! I, I forgot about this until just now. But seeing Noah Fan three catches, one hundred fifteen yards. Are you kidding me with the tackling? <laughs> I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of just the the poor effort. Guys, you know, uh, throwing out a throwing out an arm. The guy just runs right through. You know, it's like they're afraid to tackle. Making business decisions. It's it is so hard to watch the the product right now. Um, just so many teams. Uh, just the fundamentals are awful, and um, I mean as as a. If you're just a, a casual football fan, maybe you don't care, but um, being around the game for so long, it, it's... You notice those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they yeah. pop on the television. Yeah, it's it's tough. But uh, get to the, uh, the last Sunday afternoon game, a surprising game here. Chargers just dominated the Packers. 26 Doesn't make any sense. It makes no <laughs> sense. Um, Rodgers just... Uh, had one of his shit games. Yeah. He'll just throw one of these out every once in a while. He'll throw one out, and, I mean, I think he ended up getting his stats in the end, um, you know, when it was all said and done. But the final, you know, you, you need that. 161 yards and a touchdown <laughs> on 35 attempts. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. I mean, where did, where did this Chargers defense come from? You know? Yeah, um, Melvin Gordon finally looks like he can play football again. He had two touchdowns. They couldn't they couldn't cover Mike Williams. Just you know, not a good game for the Packers. But you know, like you said, I think you know I said it at the time. I was thinking, hey, the Vikings played at one o'clock. Maybe they saw that the Vikings lost, <laughs> and uh, they were just like. Oh, we can take a week yeah. off. Yeah, we, you know, we're in we're in L.A., you know. Oh, that's the thing. Rodgers was probably out in the town with Danica. Yeah. I mean, with that mustache, <laughs> uh, he's got to shave the mustache. It's it's uh, it's not a good it's not a good look for him. Minshew wears it much better. But um, yeah, just a weird that was just a weird game. Not 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 really sure what to think about that. You know, that's one of those games you just throw out. You just throw out and move on to the next week. Um, the Sunday night game here, Ravens really beat up on the Patriots, 37-20. Uh, and the Patriots, their first loss. 
And this is interesting. Ravens are 11 and 0 in primetime since 2011. So they, they get up for those big games. Jim Harbaugh gets the players up unlike John Harbaugh. Jim yeah, yeah. Jim Harbaugh is honestly like one of my favorite <laughs> coaches cuz he just like, I, every year in and year out his team just plays like even when they don't have the most talent, they just play good football. I don't know. It was pretty sick the stadium when they when they scored a touchdown and all the lights would flicker with their uniforms. It was like a blackout. It was oh, kind of yeah? cool. I didn't I didn't see that. To be honest, I I fell asleep like halfway through the <laughs> second quarter. And uh, I think it was, I think the score was 17-7 at that point. Um, yeah, because the, the Ravens jumped out to a 17-0 lead. And Lamar Jackson didn't have to throw the ball too much. Still ran for two touchdowns. Mark Ingram, I think they, they ran for 200 yards uh, on the ground. Um, yeah, 210 on the ground. So they really, you know, if you want the blueprint to beat the Patriots, I guess you could look at this, but there's no other team that runs yeah. this type of <laughs> offense. So unless you're going to change to this type of offense and have these type of athletes, then I think the Patriots will be okay. Yeah, I'm not worried about the Patriots. No, I'm not. I'm not worried. I'm not about burying them. the Patriots either. Um, you know, they 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 were playing kind of that type of football that you would think that maybe this was going to happen eventually because oh, the yeah. defense wasn't going to keep that up for the rest of the year. No, every defense you know? always has a bad week. I think they get they had given up 48 total points up until that point, and they gave up 37 in this game. So they almost gave up the amount that they had <laughs> given up for the entire year in this game. Um, but Baltimore goes to 6-2, and two, so, you know, they're two games ahead of Pittsburgh right now. They've got a pretty good hold on the division, and, I mean, I could see them, I could see them running away with this. Uh, everyone thought the Browns were going to kind of give them a challenge, but obviously that's not the case, so. And I would say the Browns are pretty close to done. I, they're, yeah, I think they're done. Uh, that, uh, the only thing that would save them is they got to basically win out. Maybe one loss they can have the rest of the way. Yeah, you need nine wins. Um, I just don't. I don't. I don't see say it, it either. I don't but. See it. Um, but we'll see. I mean, the way that they're being, the way that their their coach is <laughs> coaching and the play, you know, Mayfield just looks lost. So. Uh, if I was the Ravens, this is a huge win, and I could see them really just springboarding them to a really nice year, 11, maybe 12 wins um, with the way they're playing right now. Uh, and then Sunday night game, obviously our Giants get, get beat pretty good um, by the Cowboys. It was a close game uh, yeah. up until basically the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, if they didn't screw up the uh, way the, second, uh, the first half ended. Well, that was the Jenkins yeah. tackle. Talk about yeah, yeah. Whiffing I, mean, I on wanted tackles. to. I wanted to get to that. Um, Puts in no effort at all. Called out by the the uh, beat writer. The beat writer's calling him out. That that's garbage. Yeah, that, I mean, if if anybody was watching it, you know what we're talking about. Blake Jarwin catches that <laughs> pass with nobody even in the vicinity. <laughs> um, runs up the sideline and. Jenkins just sticks out an arm and says, here you go, you know, I'll make it look like I'm trying to stop you. But that was just disgusting. And, um, you know, the Giants were up 12-3. Yeah. You know, they had their defense was playing well. They give up the touchdown to Jarwin. And then Daniel Jones throws the pick before halftime. 
and that, that was pretty much it. I mean, once the, once the Cowboys went up 13-12 at halftime, it was I was done. like, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, as a Giants fan, Daniel Jones is concerning me a little bit because he does not the protect the football. The turnover rate is it's, getting yeah. insane. He's played, what, seven games now? And he has 17, I think he has 17 turnovers. It's something insane like that. <laughs> he he loses two fumbles in this one. He throws a pick. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, if you agree, but if the season continues this way, I think you need to... You got to clear out. <laughs> I think you have to move on from Shermer. Um, you know, last year they were pretty much all in. They said, we're drafting a running back. We're going to go for it. And what'd they go? What, what, what I think it's 6-10 and ten they finished. Did they they finished 6-10? and ten? Yeah, they had a, a streak where they played some bad teams, and they won like three or four in a row. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, between that and the way this year has gone, you know, I was actually listening to the radio on the way home, and sports talk radio, and they were saying when – so the first two games of the season when Eli was playing quarterback – the first game against the Cowboys, they put up 470 yards of offense. The second game, uh, I forget who they played. The Bills. The was Bill, yeah, it was the Bills. So tough, tough Bills defense. They put up 370. So with Eli quarterback, they averaged 420 yards of offense, and they're averaging with Daniel Jones less than 300. They're not feeding Saquon Barkley the ball anymore. I mean, yeah. How many times did he touch it? He had 14 carries, and he had six catches. So he had 20 touches. Um, the the only big play that he had was that one catch. For like 70 yards. Yeah. So, uh, and he ended up with less than 70 yeah. receiving yards. So, the every rest other, of the, every other catch was a negative play. Um, you know, I to, uh, to be honest, I think they gave up on the season too early. Looking at it now, with... The Cowboys at five and three, Eagles five and four. Uh, you know the Giants could have been in the mix to me, and I love Eli. I'm not just saying it because I'm a big fan of his, but I don't think that you would be having the same mistakes. The turnovers would definitely be down, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm at a loss for words with the Giants. They just suck. Yeah, I mean. The defense is is another story, um, but it's just not it's not a good situation. And if it continues this way, I don't know how you can bring him back. You know, he hasn't done anything. Shermer hasn't done anything to show you that he's worth keeping around. Yeah. So, you know, and I know you wanted to talk about the pass interference mm-hmm. challenging. Oh God! Every wanna, week he calls it. You want to challenge as a pass interference call? I think yeah. it was what. A third and goal, and he throws it, or second and goal. A second and goal, and it was it was pass interference. Everyone says it's pass interference, but guess what? It's five five out of fifty two calls have been overturned. So it's less than ten percent. Yeah, and a little bit more. No, less. Than, less yeah, less yeah. than ten percent. So, what does that tell you? <laughs> Even if it's pass interference, they're not going to overturn it. And you just wasted a timeout. Yeah, you just burned a timeout in a close game at that point still. And that was 
was that? In, it was in the third quarter. It was in the third quarter. So you mm-hmm. waste a timeout, and then, uh, you know, to me, it's just all right. You kind of have to just live with it. You know, that's basically what they're telling you. And you know, I had an I had an article pulled up before before we uh, started recording, and it was talking about how Tony Dungy just went off. Saying that this is the big, the, the fact that you can challenge this and they're not going <laughs> to overturn anything is just the biggest waste of time, and the, it pisses everybody off. The fans, honestly, it almost seems illegal that. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's shady. Oh, well, you can challenge it, but we're not overturning it. Yeah, and everybody it's all a big, the uh, fu. All the commentators are are are, yeah, they're pretty much like. Well, you asked for this. Yeah. <laughs> and all the commentators are telling you it's past interference. They have the. The, the rules analysis, uh, analysts come on and say, yeah, he got there earlier. Yeah, he was pulling on him, so this should be pass interference. And then they don't call it. And it goes back to what I've been saying all season. Either get rid of that or get rid of the guy in the booth. I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> I don't want to hear that the refs were wrong anymore because we all know it. I don't, need to, I don't want to be reminded of it every time that they make a bad call and then they don't correct it when they have the opportunity. You know, five for fifty-two. Stop throwing the challenge flag, because you're not going to get it overturned, unless it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Saints so, Rams play. Yeah, I don't even know if they'd overturn that. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know. But uh, there's there's so many things that that you can say for the NFL that you just don't know. <laughs> Is it a catch? I mean, you had the thing with the Jets, uh, the tight end. Oh, Ryan Griffin. catches it and then. I, <laughs> He's got two. He gets. He drags his foot beautifully, and then he hits the ground. The ball moves an inch. Yeah, rolls five yards. Even though I thought it was, it was not supposed to matter as long as it's. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, you got to control it through the ground. But if you're in bounds and you hit the, mm-hmm. if you're in bounds and you hit the ground and the ball moves and you hang on to it, it's fine. If you're, if you <laughs> land out of bounds and it moves, it's not. Which I get that. But the fact that it still needs to be talked about is like, okay, so I don't think anybody really understands the rules. The players don't even understand the rules. And obviously the coaches don't. So, uh, you know, it's – you don't really know what to say about it. And if you just keep complaining about it, you just get more angry. So that was week nine and – um, like we said, kind of a weird week. Uh, had some good games, though. Some good close games, some shootouts. Um, so, overall, the games were good to watch. Uh, it was just, you know, hard to hard to get a read on a lot of these games. And, uh... Um, we're on to Week 10, throw out Week 9. Yeah, we, Week 10 is here. Um, we had some teams on a bye... Uh, since we're talking about coaches that need to get fired, obviously we've been freaking destroying <laughs> Dan Quinn all year. Put him on the list. I don't know how you didn't fire him. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, he should have been they, fired before the bye. That's the week you fire the coach. Yeah, get rid of him, please. Um, so that's a handful of coaches that we think should should not be returning next year, and for good reason, um, including one of our one of our own. So we'll go to week ten here. Uh, there's 13 games this week, and it's back to the double-digit spreads. We have one, two, three, three double-digit spreads this week. 
um, after having none last <laughs> week. Or no, we had we had one last week. It was yes, we had Bills. one. So um, we will start with the Thursday night game. Oakland is home against the LA Chargers, and the Chargers are favored right now at minus one and a half. So what's your feel on this one? Uh, do you can you get a feel on the Chargers? Honestly, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm going with Oakland personally. I'm going with Oakland just because I know what I'm getting out of Oakland. Yes. They're going to just pound the ball. Derek Carr is going to play it safe, game manage, which he's been doing a good job about. Like yeah, all this well. shit talk. He had a bad league year last year, but he's played pretty well this year. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, like, I'm just going along with you. I, I think that you can trust the Raiders more than you can trust. Isn't that a sad thing right? to yeah, say? Yeah, it's, it's terrible. But... You know, Oakland's played pretty well, and they can run the football. They can throw the ball. Uh, Tyrell Williams is back. They they found something with Hunter Renfro. He's, <laughs> he's been all over the place. Obviously, Waller is emerging as one of the top tight ends in the league. Um, so they have some weapons, and their defense has played well um, for the most part. So I'm on the Raiders, as are you. Yeah, so I'm going to stick with the Raiders. Um... We'll go to the Sunday games here. There's no London game this week. I don't, I don't believe. No, I think London's done with. Um, so all the games are are, are one four or four o'clock. Uh, the first one o'clock game here. Chicago's hosting Detroit. Chicago's minus three. I don't know how Chicago can be a favorite. <laughs> honestly, just because they're home, I guess. I. So so they're basically saying that these are two even teams. I'm gonna I'm taking Detroit. I'll take the. Uh, I'll take the road team here at plus three. I think Detroit will win this game outright. But nothing that I've seen <laughs> from the Bears has shown me that they can move the ball and on anybody. <laughs> on anybody. I I have to agree with you. That's the sad part is. You had the second, the worst second. They were the worst secondary in the league. The Eagles. Right? Yeah, right they were, they were one of the bottom yeah. three. 160, joke. 164 yards of offense? Are you kidding? I mean, Detroit has weapons. If Hawk, I mean, I don't know what the extent of Hawkinson's injury is, but obviously he's a mm-hmm. Galladay, Jones, Marvin Jones has just like come out of you know. Yeah, the last few weeks he's been just out of this world. Um, so I, you know, to me, uh, I can't pick Chicago. I I just can't do it. So until they show me something. Until Nagy has one of those games where he he's just got everything working, I can't I can't pick them. Uh, I'm surprised though that Chicago was favored by three. I thought this would maybe be a pick'em game, to be honest. Well, that's the thing is I can even if Chicago wins, they're gonna win by one or two points. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're not they're not blowing anybody out. That's for sure. Um, next game here, New Orleans. This is the this is uh, the first double digit spread on the slate. New Orleans is minus thirteen over Atlanta kind of have to pick New Orleans here. I mean... How can you not pick New Orleans at home? Is Matt Ryan... Is he he done? Done? No, I think he's playing. As far as I know. Okay, so... Yeah, I mean... The Falcons' defense has just been disgusting this year. I think the the Saints are just going to be able to do whatever they want. Well, that's the thing. It's... Kamara's finally going to be back with Drew Brees. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, these uh, 
Saints offense is home at home is just beyond scary. And oh my god. Atlanta's defense is giving up thirty five <laughs> points a game on the road. How how that, that's what I'm saying. It's insane how bad they're giving up they have some decent players too. Deion Jones is a stud. Grady Jarrett. They're giving up four hundred and twenty yards of total offense and thirty five points a game. Uh, that's that's incredible, um, and you know New Orleans is six and two against the spread. At home they're three and one. Uh, I don't see Atlanta putting up a fight at all in this game. It looks like Matt Ryan's going to play. He's upgraded to probable this week, so as long as he has a good week of practice, he'll be playing. But I mean that doesn't really change anything for me. No, they're all lines destroyed from injuries. The defense can't stop anyone. Um, and New Orleans home defense is actually pretty solid. They're giving up just over 300 yards a game. Uh, Atlanta has no running game to talk about. No. No, they don't. Um, and they're, they're always from... I mean, a lot of it has to do with the fact they're playing from behind all the time, so they're just throwing mm-hmm. the ball. But, yeah. But the best way to protect... Uh, bad defense is to control the clock with a run game. Yeah. So they can't even do that. They can't, uh, no, they can't do that. Um, yeah, I think that... I think you have to go New Orleans. I think, yeah, you definitely have to go New Orleans here. And I think the, the over-under is 51 and a half. I'm interested in that as well. I think that th- this game could definitely go the over. I think New Orleans... New Orleans could put up 40... Easily. Easily. Um, so... You know, I'm, I'm interested in the over as well, but definitely on New Orleans minus 13. Um, next game here, another game that doesn't have a spread. I think they're waiting for Mahomes. Uh, this is Tennessee at home against Kansas City. To be honest, Vaughn, Kansas City, I'm sitting Mahomes one more week. Yeah, I guess there's really... Uh, I mean, Matt Moore has played well enough that it has, doesn't yeah. matter. He has. Because um, they're on a bye next week, so... Right now, he's questionable. Uh, for, for Sunday uh, Mahomes is and you know they do have some injuries uh, the the Titans or the uh, the Chiefs yeah so. the tackle Eric Fisher is questionable Eric Fisher Frank Clark is questionable so there are some injuries um, you know but honestly I think they can beat Tennessee without yeah with Mahomes. Matt Moore apparently uh, Matt Moore's playing well yeah so although this could be a big Derrick Henry game although yeah. KC shut down Dalvin Cook last week. Yeah, and you know, just yeah, just you never you never know. That's just, <laughs> just like yeah, you have uh, the Chiefs defense, who you know they're ranked in the bottom third in the league in uh, in rush yards. That defensively on the road, they actually play pretty well. Um, they're going. They're only giving up 18 a game on the road, which plays right into. You know, Tennessee's only scoring 18 at home. So, <laughs> you know, this might be one of those games where they just grind it out. You know, if, uh, you know the, the total here is 48 and a half. That seems kind of high for, for this type of game with, uh, you know, essentially two backup quarterbacks in Tannehill and Matt Moore going at, going at it. Um, but, yeah, no spread, so... We'll we'll kind of leave that yeah, we'll kind of leave that, that for for uh, later in the week. We'll tweet something mm-hmm. out about it once the line comes out. Um, 
spot. This is the this is the next double digit spread. Cincinnati's at home against the Ravens. Ravens are minus ten. I don't care if they're on the road or at home. I'm going to take the Ravens here, <laughs> minus 10. I agree with you. What have you seen from Cincinnati that... <laughs> they already played each other, and Baltimore only won by six. But, you know, I think that coming off that win against the Patriots, I see that working for them positively instead of saying, you they're know... They're going to let down you. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't see that. I think that they're going to want to... No more Andy Dalton. Because now you're looking at the AFC, and you're talking about home field advantage. Because now you're the two seed right now. Yeah, you have the the Patriots, the Ravens, and you have the Texans at six and three, and then you have the Chiefs at six and three. So yeah, the Ravens are sitting in the in the second seed right now. Um, but if New England stumbles. Yeah, and if you're going into the playoffs. You want, you want to you want to play the Patriots at, in Baltimore, not at not in Foxborough. So uh, I think Baltimore is going to come out and really just wreck them. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just going to run all over them, and uh, yeah, it's just going to this is going to be a, a a big game for them. But uh, minus ten, I'll take that. Have we disagreed on anything yet? or No, we, it's been uh, pretty we're all, chalk. We're all going mm-hmm. with the uh, the favorites here for the most part. Um, Buffalo-Cleveland. Cleveland favorited, minus two and a half. Again, another spread. I don't really... It's I, the public loves Cleveland. Yeah, but I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, I mean, it's just not... The Cleveland's not a good team. <laughs> and I guess you could say, you know... The Bills. The Bills haven't played many people. They've either. had a yeah. They've had an easy schedule for the most part. Um, you know the Bills are three and zero on the road against the spread. Um, and I just I just see. Oh, interesting news here is that Kareem Hunt is probable. Is probable, but I don't really. That, that doesn't really play a, a factor in my decision here because he's coming off a suspension. What kind of game shape is he going to be in? Yeah. You know, they Ten have... Ten games. Chubb's been playing well. Um, and Dontrell Hilliard's Freddie Kitchen's guy, apparently. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> um, yeah, it just looks like, you know, even looking at historically, Buffalo seems to just beat up on Cleveland. Uh, last five games, Buffalo's four and one covering. So, uh, you know, Buffalo plus two and a half. I'll take Buffalo here. What are you thinking? I have to take Buffalo. I can't pick Cleveland. They're just such a shit. I feel show like you want to. Like, yeah, you want to pick Cleveland, but uh, <laughs> it's just you, you it's can't. such a shit show. <laughs> you can't. And. You know, like we talked about, I think that they're just going in the wrong direction and they're they're not turning it around. They're going to continue to go in that direction. It's going to get worse and worse as the season goes on. You know, we're halfway through and they're two and six. This is exactly what we talked about before the season started. If they go two and four in the first six, which is what happened, what's going to happen from that point? They're going to shut down. They're going to start to, start to turn on each other. And, you know, they went two and four. They're 0 oh and two since. So... Uh, it's pretty much exactly what we predicted, but I'll take Buffalo. I think they're the better team, and they honestly they should be able to win this game um, because defense does travel. They have a good defense, so I think they'll be all right. Um, 
Jets Giants this week. The shit bowl. Yep, that's that's a that's a good way to put it. No more Snoopy Bowl. It's a shit bowl. I heard um, kind of a, an interesting take on it is everyone's going to be tuned <laughs> into this game because <laughs> they want to know which team uh, which team is going to walk away and say we couldn't even beat <laughs> the other the Giants <laughs> or we couldn't even beat the Jets. I heard that on the radio, and I'm like, that's that's an interesting way to look at it. <laughs> You know, that's how you're going to evaluate your team, uh, you know, after this game, whether it's good or bad. You're going to look at it and say, we couldn't even beat the Jets. The problem is, whoever wins this game, it costs you probably five or six draft spots. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, you know, to be honest, I don't really care if the Giants win or not. <laughs> I I don't care about bragging rights. There's nothing to brag about. They're both horrible teams. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. There's nothing to brag about here. Um, so I could really care less. The Giants are favorited at two and a half. Um, I don't know how. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how. I mean, I guess they're... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they both play in the same stadium. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a home game for the Jets. So, you know, they're they're both the home. I guess, the, you know, they're basically saying that, the, you know, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I just don't know. I don't uh, know how they picked this friend. I would love to um, know. You know, the Giants have, have had the better of the Jets uh, the last few times they've played. Um, you know, they're 5-1 and one overall against the Jets. Um, I mean, I guess I'll pick the Giants. I don't know. I, you know, the, you no know one should have any money on this game. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. You know, the, uh, the thing for me is the Jets just lost to the Dolphins. And it's going to be a long week. That's the only thing. Yeah, uh, you know, I, that's the only that's the only reason I'll go with the Giants is uh, their locker rooms, I guess, a little bit better. Yeah, not I much. agree. I agree. Um, not much, but I think the Jets are definitely uh, they're they're in a lot more trouble than the Giants are as far as their locker room goes. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll take the Giants, and but like you said, I'm not touching this game, and. You know, I'll watch it, but um, not, no I'm not money. putting any money on it. But if I had to, I'd take the Giants just because they're less of a mess than the Jets. Yeah. I, I think we can I, agree on that. I don't have any answer <laughs> on that game. I don't know how you predict that game. No, it's uh, both quarterbacks. There's going to be a bunch of turnovers, I think. Just neither quarterback is protecting the ball right now. It's going to be, a, it's, it's gonna be a, a rough game to watch. Um, last one o'clock game here: Tampa Bay at home against Arizona. Tampa Bay is favored four and a half. Um, this is a tough spread. I think I think Arizona has the potential to put up some points. Tampa Bay always puts up points. That's the thing. Yeah, they they're gonna have to match Tampa Bay. Can they do that? I don't know. The way Mike Evans is playing, Winston's actually playing well. Um, they just have a lot of weapons. Uh I think I'm going to go Tampa Bay here. I think they they showed me something a little bit against uh, Seattle. You know, and you're always worried about Winston going back to his old ways. But um, what do you what are you feeling for this game? I'm going to take Arizona. I like the way they've yeah. been playing. They've been playing pretty well. Uh, they got Patrick Peterson back. That's been big. Yeah, I think you could definitely make an argument either way. Um, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, the, the numbers are in favor of Arizona. Uh, Tampa Bay is 0-3 at home against the spread. Arizona's 3-1 and on the road. Um, coming from the, from the uh, Arizona, they're in the mountain time zone or the western time zone. I think they're in the mountain time zone. No, Arizona doesn't. It's weird. Oh, yeah, they don't even, well, they don't. No, do they observe, savings. yeah, so daylight savings, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But coming from the <laughs> west, coming to the east coast is always a problem. A, but... How does one state just decide yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't um, follow daylight savings. I mean, they, so they, uh, Arizona, get, they, they play well on the road for the most part. Um, for being a three-five-one team, they're six and three against the spread. So yeah, so they're playing some close games. So Vegas really doesn't know how to. It hasn't gotten a feel for them yet. Yeah, and uh, you know, Tampa Bay's two and six, and they're they're the two same six, against yeah. the spread, two and six. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just you know between Evans and Godwin and. You know, I I I trust. I guess it's hard to. I don't know. I don't know. This is this is this is a tough one. <laughs> that Tampa Bay secondary is horrible too. Yeah, that's I think another that, bad I, secondary. I just you know, just from the eye, I feel like Tampa Bay has played better than their record. Um, well, they they should have beaten the Giants. Yeah, uh, they beat up on the Rams one week. They had that. Yeah, shot. It was a big game. Um, they played with Seattle, so I think they've they played some close games. I don't, you know, the four and a half number to me is is a little worrisome. I, I wish it was maybe like a minus three, but um, yeah, I think you can make an argument for either one. So um, that was the last one o'clock game. We'll go to the four o'clock games here. The first one: Indianapolis is at home against the Dolphins. This is the last double-digit spread. Indianapolis is minus ten and a half. I don't like this spread for Indianapolis just because they're well, always playing close games. This this looks like a Brissett spread that they think Brissett's going to play, which they said an MCL sprain, so it's questionable right now. But and Ty T. Hilton's out indefinitely. Indefinitely, Brissett is questionable. With the knee injury, um, but I've had MCL injuries and it's lateral movement, so that's going to be tough. Yeah, which I mean, percent and putting torque on the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I don't, I don't like. You know, Miami's four and one against the spread in their last five games, so they're actually <laughs> they're actually, you know, but they've been getting in such a big spread. Yeah, they're getting fourteen, points. twenty-one, twenty-three point spreads. Um, but, I mean, Miami, you know, maybe they have a little bit of life now. I don't know. If Brissett's not playing, even with Brissett playing, I think that, you know, they're just not – Indiana's not one of those teams that's going to blow you out. You they're know? not built to – not with T.Y. Hilton now. That's another thing. No, and, the, and Miami's look better with Fitzpatrick. They can actually move the ball offensively. Preston Williams, the wide receiver, looks legit. Yeah, he's uh, had a – good couple weeks yeah Devonte parker is coming on after his injury you know no ty hilton and it, uh, i'd be surprised if Brissett plays to be honest and even if he does how effective is he going to be i'm going with miami here yeah i'm going to take miami in the points the first time you're picking against indy i think yes it is but just i think it's too many injuries yeah no i agree um injuries are definitely catching up with them I, they'll win the game i I, yeah, I think they'll they'll win a close game, but they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get back to running the football. They haven't run the football this year. Marlon Mack he's had a couple good games, but 
they haven't been consistent. They have to get back to that. Um, I think, you know, they're five and three. They've got a chance to win the division. They got to get back to that, um, especially if Brissett is out, obviously. So Green Bay, Carolina in Green Bay. Uh, right now, Green Bay's favorited by minus. Uh, they're favorited by five points. Um, I just feel like this is going to be one of those games where Rodgers is just mad. He's just going to Rodgers domination. Yeah. Devontae Adams is back. Which was weird. He was back last week, and they it almost looked like they didn't really know... What they were getting out of him. Yeah, like they they couldn't find a good way to use him. They were just very inefficient on offense. Um, I feel like this is going to be similar to the Carolina 49ers game, where the 49ers just blew him <laughs> out. Um, you know, Kyle Allen going on the road in, at Lambeau. It's going to be crazy. I think it's a, I think it's the game of the week. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, nationally televised game potentially. I'm gonna go with the Packers. Okay, I'm gonna lean Carolina. I think this is a Christian McCaffrey 200 yard game again. Okay. I mean, I can't argue with you because he's been doing it for almost every week. But um, yeah, I mean, against the spread, both these teams are good. Green Bay six and three, Carolina five and three. So. You know, they, they as far as the spread goes, they get the job done. Um, you mentioned Cam Newton's on IR, which, you know, that doesn't really make a – that doesn't really I, – I, even if he was available, I think they'd still go with Kyle Allen anyway. Um, but, you know, not too many crazy injuries for each team. They're, it looks like they're pretty much at full strength, and they're both playing well right now. Um, against the spread, at least. Um, outside of the last game for Green Bay, which you can... Yeah. I'll throw that out. But, uh... Yeah, I don't... I, I don't I don't think that, uh... I think this is a game where Carolina's going to go and control the clock with McCaffrey, run screens. They give him the ball, like, <laughs> an cr- insane amount. Yeah. Like, I wish the Giants would three. do that with Barkley. Yeah. Because he's that kind of player. You know? Um... But the thing with Barkley is you don't want to burn him out in a two and fourteen season. No, no. I mean, I don't think the Panthers are making the playoffs, but at least they have a shot. Yeah, so that's they're, right. So they're going all out, you know. Um, the last four o'clock game here, Pittsburgh's at home against the Rams. Rams are a minus four favorite. This is, uh, you know, I can't. I'm not sold on Pittsburgh. I think that they've. They've played much better than they basically played above their ex, ex, uh, the expectations that they had once Roethlisberger went down, which is good. But I think that uh, you know James Conner's questionable with the shoulder. Uh, I don't think he plays. No, from what I, I'm hearing. I don't think so either. I, I'm going to go with the Rams at, with minus four. I think that you know you the way the bye week. Yeah, exactly. And the way golf looked before the bye week that last game um with cup i i don't i know pittsburgh's defense been playing well but um, yeah the one thing that will worry me is uh tj watt has been wreaking havoc lately and the rams offensive line has been a big issue for them yeah and i know that there was a uh 
uh, a big thing with Sean McVay when he comes to the Eastern Time Zone. He's like... Oh, he's horrible or something? No, he's amazing. Oh, that's the other way? Yeah. Um, the Rams are 4-0 against the spread on the road right now. 6-2 um, and overall. Um, I can't really... I mean... The Rams are. I think the Rams are better. They're they're five and three. I think that they are. They're better than what they've shown. But you know, it's it's more about Pittsburgh. It's more about Pittsburgh, and I don't think that they see their offense is kind of like weird to me. I don't. I don't know how they move the ball on offense. Yeah. It's not through Juju. No. Now without maybe without James Conner. Jalen Samuels, he brings another... Yeah, 20 kinda, catches for, yeah, what, 70 yeah, yards? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think he had machine. 13 catches for 73 yards or something like that. Um, but, yeah, they can't run the football, <laughs> which you have to do. You know, now Jalen Ramsey with the, you know... Yeah, so he's going to Juju. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's going to work out well for uh, Pittsburgh, even though they're at home. You know, so I'll take the Rams. You have the... Who do you have? I'm going to take the Rams, too. you take the Rams, too. Okay. Um, Sunday night game, Dallas at home against Minnesota. This is going to be a good game. Uh, Dallas is minus three. Ah, uh, this is a tough one. This is this is like pretty much right where the line should be. I think this is like the perfect spot. Um, I think I'm going to lean Minnesota here. Okay. I think I'm going to lean Minnesota. I think the the way Dallas has been, they get off to slow starts. And they've been giving the ball to Elliott a lot more, which is good because he's been, you know, getting the, the offensive line is starting to heat up. But I think Minnesota has the has the defense that can counteract him, and at the same time has the secondary players to give Prescott a hard time. I think Prescott has trouble in this one. See, I'm gonna go the opposite way. Okay. Is I've watched Kirk Cousins for seven out of the past ten years or whatever. And he does not play well for big games, primetime games. Yeah. Games against good teams. Yeah. That's that's I know that little streak he had where everyone was like, Oh, look at how great he's playing. It was against some bad teams. Against bad teams and <laughs> you know, one o'clock games yeah. and where where nobody's really paying attention to him, but yeah, I mean that's the knock against him. Um you know, both these teams are, are pretty even, you know, across the board. There are Minnesota. So, Thielen's out. Yeah, that, uh, he's that's already a big ruled thing. out with the hamstring injury. They brought him back too soon. Yeah, I was surprised. They, I was surprised yeah. they did that. I, I'm always, I was there on the side of caution with fantasy with, wise yeah. with hamstring injuries or any type of, you know, hamstring or quad when it comes to, to wide receivers. I think especially. that's a big loss. Yeah, because that changes um, their whole offense. Yeah, and the you know Dallas is dealing with their with their issues. Van Der Esch is out uh, or questionable. You know Tyrone Crawford's on IR, so they're they're trying to scramble a little bit to to get their their injury spots filled up. But I mean, I just think I don't know Dallas. Dallas is like a soft five and three to me, and I feel like. You know, even with even though Minnesota lost last week, I just feel I just think they're the better team, and I think they have the better defense and the better offense. To be honest, I think you know the everyone loves the Dallas offense. They get a ton of yards, you know. But again, I mean they played the Giants twice. 
You know, they beat Miami, the, they, the Redskins. They, they beat up on Philly. That's, that's four of their wins. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's all five. Yeah. Two, two against the Giants, Redskins, Eagles, Miami. You know, that's as, that's as soft a five and three as you can get. Look at the total record of those teams, and it's probably the worst in the NFL. Probably pretty close. Uh, if not, yeah, if not the worst. It's at least up there. So, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a good test for Dallas, but I think Minnesota is going to, you know, I think Minnesota could win this game outright Sunday night. Um, maybe Kirk Cousins puts his demons behind him. I don't believe it. <laughs> well, you believe it when you see. Um, last game here, Monday night. San Francisco's at home against Seattle. It's finally um, a good Monday night game. Yeah, right? Minus six is the uh, the number right now for San Fran as the favorite. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to – I think I'm going with Seattle here. Can you take the points? I'm going to take the plus six for Seattle. Um, I think either team can win. I think it's going to be a close game, maybe come down to a field goal. Um, it's hard for me to, you know, a minus six for or, or uh, having, you know, maybe one of the, the top two MVP candidates at a plus six. <laughs> I'll take them. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with your analysis on that. I just would take Sam Fran. Just I love that D line, that front seven. And. Seattle's old line does... Yeah, they're not very good. Yeah, they, they let some people through, and Russell Wilson just makes plays. Yeah, which so. that's pretty much what I'm banking on, just Russell Wilson <laughs> making plays. The, the... And Seattle's defense has not been good this no, year. No, they haven't been. They haven't been. And um, that's with trading for Jadavion on Clowney. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh... It's crazy. It just makes you appreciate Russell Wilson so much more, you know? And, you know, there was talk in the offseason about the Giants trading for him. Oh, I would have gotten remember? so remember happy. That? And uh, <laughs> at the time, I was like, I don't know if I want him. But just, he's so freaking good. Like, the throws that he makes are he just... He makes in, everyone so much better. It's insane. Uh, he, he throws people open all the time. And... You know, he's playing with a, a rookie wide receiver and another wide receiver who's like 5'8", you know? It's not like he's got the best weapons in the world. He just makes the O-line so sucks, <laughs> defense sucks, and he just wins. Uh, it's it's kind of cool to watch. But, uh, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll – let's write that in as our, our head-to-head lock okay. already because that's, that's a good one. Monday night, that might be the best game of the week. So let's put that in as our as our lock um, head to head. It should be, but knowing the way the NFL season's been, yeah, you just it's going to be an ugly game, even though. And it <laughs> sucks because I would love to watch the game, and but I have to shut the sound off. I say that every <laughs> week we do this. I we were sitting we were sitting at the uh, a bar. We were sitting at the bar, and they got the TVs there, and you can control it yourself. And I heard McFarlane's <laughs> voice. And I just hit the mute button. I'm like, I can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> and then I got mad because you, you see, the, it was one of those TVs mute. that has the mute <laughs> sign that bounces the around the on the screen. And I'm like, shit, I'd rather listen to his voice <laughs> than watch this uh, on the screen move around. So, um, so that's what we're dealing with. But we have two locks to pick each because we already did our head-to-head. And I'll go first. I'm going to start... I'm going to start off with 
the Saints. I'm going to take that big spread, minus 13. Okay. I think they're going to win by three touchdowns, honestly. They're just going to they're just going to mm-hmm. give it to them. But uh, minus 13, New Orleans. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore, minus 10. I'll take a big spread. Take a big spread there. The second pick for me, or third pick since we did the first one already. Um... Uh, you know what? I think I'm gonna. There's some weird numbers here, and for some reason I'm drawn to Miami plus ten and a half. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why you'd ever take Miami. As I don't know. I don't know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna lock him in. I'm gonna lock him in ten and a half. What do you got? Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Arizona at plus four and a half. Okay. So we're going with. Uh, what was your first pick? You said both Okay. So. Why don't you uh, recap those for us real quick? All right, Max, you're going to go with New Orleans at minus 13, Miami at 10.5, Seattle plus 6. I'm going Baltimore minus 10, Arizona plus 4.5, and and San Fran minus 6. Sounds good. So those are our locks. Um, I'm going with two dogs, and this is a risky week for me. (laughs) Two dogs and a... uh, a big, the biggest number on the slate at minus 13. Um, but we'll keep it rolling. And it looks like we were in, in agreement on, on most of them out of the 13. Nothing. Yeah, we had four different games. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to week not week 10. Uh, this football season is moving along quick. Yeah, it sucks. This one was over with. Yeah, this is like the <laughs> most exciting time of the year, and it just goes by so quick. But uh, you know, we have, um, you know, this is a it's a it's a good time of year. We got hockey going. We got basketball. Football is in full swing. Um, you know, we're gonna try to have a, a, a basketball uh, podcast coming up with a, a buddy of ours who's a he's a big Knicks fan. Um, you know he's got some good stories, and uh, you know we'll, we're going to try to have him on. And and you know basketball is what two weeks old, two weeks in now. Yeah, about just two about weeks. two weeks. Um, so we're gonna gonna try to do that, and um, and uh, go from there. So keep keep your eyes out for that. We're not sure when that's going to be, but uh, we'll definitely put something out on Twitter about it when we when we lock that date down. So um, that's what we have coming up, and. Um. Yeah. Follow I mean, us on yeah, Twitter yeah. at Square the Sharp. Like and review us on iTunes or Podbeam. Yeah, there was something else that I had, but I, I'm, it's slipping my mind right now. <laughs> That's why I was uh, kind of stalling there. I, I thought I had something else, but uh, yeah, Twitter, iTunes, Podbeam. Check us out. Make sure to check out uh, the link um, at linksports.com. L Y N Q sports.com and um, check them out on Twitter uh, all the stuff is free like I said all the articles the betting analysis it's all good stuff so uh, make sure to check that out and uh, let us know what you think on uh, on Twitter and iTunes make sure to give us a review because uh, you know we want to know what you guys think and what we can do better so make sure to check that out but that's our show for today uh, week 9 is in the books we're on to week 10 Uh, Let us know what you think of our picks, and here's to squaring up the sharp.